Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, although I'm not obsessed with the topic, I'm obsessed with the ladies joining me to have this conversation. We do want to shift our focus to the women and trans men who may feel like second-class citizens when it comes to men trying to control our bodies. We are joined by our dear friend of the show, Dr. Alfie, we adore you. Also, Dr. Jen Mann. So let's get into it, Dr. Alfie. We talk a lot about our physical body, but what is this doing for women and trans men with their mental health? I tell you, for me, it's been quite an emotional roller coaster, and I feel like for women and trans men, it's been really difficult to process what's happening because I think we're, I think for most of us, we're in shock that this is even on the table. Um, And I think as well, it feels like an attack on us because the people making the decisions are not women uh, for the most part. And it's very painful as well to see a woman supporting what we've been seeing. So it it really has been heavy and, and very, very difficult for so many. It's true. Men are making this decision for women. How do men still in 2022 have so much control over women's rights in our bodies? It's pretty, it's pretty shocking. It really feels like an episode of The Handmaid's Tale. And I remember mm. in, when I was in college in the, I think in the late 80s, I remember marching in Washington for women's rights and rights and for abortion rights and thinking, oh, like we've got this covered. Like, and here we are decades later. And it's shocking to me as a woman and someone who's been an activist since I was in my early teens, that this is that this is where we are when it comes to women and rights and trans rights and human rights. And it's just it's it's quite shocking and disturbing to me. Amen. And so and I think of all the different circumstances um, in which women find themselves where hopefully it's a choice to bring another child into the world. Um, but sometimes it may not be either their choice or their their first choice, the choice that they want. Um, and so I think in, in those instances, it's really hard to think conceptually, just, just thinking every day that you awake and you're breathing and you're living and you're walking on this planet and you're pregnant and it's not necessarily something that you want and you don't have an opportunity to make a different choice. It's a constant, consistent reminder and it's ongoing stress. And so I think the idea, and, that, and then I think we have to think physically about what stress does to the body. So mm-hmm. if you're feeling these things emotionally, you have no outlet. This is not necessarily something that you want. Um, and you don't even have the choice to make a different decision for yourself. I think the, the weight and the gravity of that, for me, just thinking about it, it's infuriating. And I can only imagine for a woman who does not have the right to make those decisions about her own body. This is my body. No, and, this is not some. Yeah. So it's a lot. It's a lot. 
And, and, and I think also, you know, this really speaks to that it disproportionately affects women who are living in poverty, people of color, yes. that the yes. minorities, because a lot of the women who I'm speaking to are saying, you know, look, it, women of a higher socioeconomic status are saying to me, you know what, look, I can get on a plane and fly to Europe or to Canada if I need an abortion. But what about women who can't afford that? That 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 is who's going to be affected the most. And that is the vast majority of women. You know, I just want to say, I think we're so women heavy, but I do also want to recognize trans men. If you've remembered yeah. movies like Boys Don't Cry with Hilary Swank and the way that yeah. they brutally raped uh her character in the film. Yes. Oftentimes yes. we watch trans men. Uh, it's, yes. It is very common for them to be sexually abused and to then yes. for them also to not have the choice to yes. take care of themselves uh, or and to take care of this baby. Like, where are we at for our trans brothers, uh, their mental health? How are they yes. constantly having to protect themselves, navigating through just having the right hormones, being able to afford them? We have not made it affordable for our trans community at all to live the life they want, and now they're expected to bring in a baby? That's right. And I, I echo everything that you're saying, Michaela, and I would add that part of this is thinking about those multiply marginalized identities. Right. And so you're having to go through the world, you know, already fighting for dignity and respect and just value for who you are, period. Right. Every day. And you want to be able to make those decisions as a trans man and to have people inflict that kind of harm and pain for something that you don't want, coupled with you don't then have the opportunity to make a choice, potentially might not have the opportunity to make a different choice for yourself. I just think about the the multiple marginalized identities and the weight and gravity of that when you're already day to day, let's say you're a trans man of color, regardless of socioeconomic status, you, that you're struggling with the, the prejudices and biases that people put on you. So they have this added pressure. And I'll add really quickly, some of the language uh, in the, the opinion that we saw that referenced black people specifically, I was infuriated. And so thinking about people making these decisions, using ideas, that really aren't part of their communities and that don't resonate with me. And so this is a, what you're just shared as an example. It's just one more example of how people can be a little tone deaf and not understand and not try to walk in other people's shoes. Um, and give them grace. Well, Dr. Jen, I want to come to you. I think that a point um, a piggybacking off uh, after Dr. Alfie is that I saw this really incredible post and it said, you want us to have these children and you want them mm -hmm. to be alive unless they are trans, disabled, mm -hmm. gay, queer, um, of color, all of these yep. things. And if you look at the bills that they're trying to pass, all of that backs it up 100%. And so the bigger question is, we're having these children, but who's going to truly take care of them? Are we just going to shove them in foster care? I mean, it gets so leveled. How do you have an argument like that with somebody who's pro uh, or, or not pro-choice? Uh, and look, I think you, you ask a very important question, and I think a lot of people are very entrenched in their views, and it's very hard for them to see things differently. I, I There's a post that I saw yesterday that I, I'd love to share. It's uh, someone who I absolutely love following. It's Quentin Quarantino, not Tarantino, but Quarantino. Mm -hmm. And in the post, it says... <laughs> 
here's here's the thing, guys. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter when life begins. It doesn't matter whether a fetus is a human being or not. That entire argument is a red herring, a distraction, a subjective, Mm. unwinnable argument that could not matter less. It doesn't matter whether we're talking about a fertilized egg or a fetus or a baby or a five-year-old or a Nobel Mm. Prize winning pediatric oncologist. Nobody has a right to use your body against your will, even to save their life or the life of another person. That's it. That's the argument. You cannot be forced to donate blood or marrow or organs, even though thousands die every year on waiting lists. Mm. They cannot even Mm. harvest your organs after your death without your explicit written pre-mortem permission. Denying women, we said people with uteruses, the right to, to abortion means that we have less bodily autonomy than a corpse. Wow. Honestly, I just feel, Dr. Alfie, you know that I adore you. You're so brilliant. Thank you for having these conversations with us. Dr. Jen Mann, truly somebody that I love and look up to. Thank you so much, ladies. Thank you. Thank you.